Welcome to the Audacious Black Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. This podcast seeks to inspire and empower Black women to live in their own audacity. We'll feature guests who are living audaciously and authentically themselves, and we'll have conversations that focus on topics that impact our own audacity. We'll also talk about the importance of doing that inner work so we can continue to show up and show out. We are trendsetters. We are leaders. We are our ancestors' wildest dreams come true. I honor you, and I thank you for tuning in. Let's get into this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Audacious Black Girl Podcast. This is Amanda, your host. In this episode, we're going to talk about Black women at work and how we influence outcomes with our audacity. How did this come up? So right now I'm in a diversity, equity, and inclusion certification program. My passion for Black women and for our community, it's just really making me want to do more do more in those spaces where we feel unsafe or those spaces at work or wherever it might be where we need support, where we need to feel that sense of belonging and not other that we might feel in some of those spaces, especially in workspaces. So I'm taking this certification program because like I said, I just want to do more. I want to do more. So anyway, in the training, one of the speakers talked about how the BIPOC community needs to be in the room where it happens. In the room where it happens, the room where decisions are made. Now, she was referencing the Hamilton song in the room where it happens. It was sung by Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Aaron Burr. So in that song, Aaron Burr is describing how he was left out of important conversations and decisions at that time. Long, 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 long time ago. So her making that reference really made me feel like, you know what? One, she's, of course, absolutely right. But we need to be there regardless of how, you know, frustrating it might be to be in spaces that, unfortunately, as you know, could be heavily white and heavily male. We need to be there. We need to be there. And I definitely know people, Black women especially, and women of color in general, who feel like it's not worth it to be in those spaces and that feeling of otherness or that feeling of, you know, not being listened to or whatever the case might be. Because in those spaces, you're going to, you know, have people, white men, who are looking at you a certain way, already have these preconceived notions. Not to say all, but we know for sure That is something that we do deal with in certain spaces. So I get it. I get it. But I tell them and I tell my friends who experience this and I tell myself because I experience this too, is I belong here. You belong here. We belong here. We have to be in the room where it happens. We have to be in the room where those decisions are made, those decisions that impact culture, community, products, whatever it might be. We need to be there. We have a right to. So now, of course, Aaron Burr was a privileged white male and in general still had the option or opportunity to be in those kinds of rooms. But like I said, as Black women of the Black diaspora, how often are we left out of those rooms or those decisions? 
Or when we're in those rooms, we have to contend with that sexism, racism, unconscious bias, microaggressions, microinsults, microassaults. We experience that all in those spaces. But we still need to influence decisions. We still need to be in those spaces. And we've been doing it. We'll continue to do it. But I I do think it's important for us to feel empowered in those spaces, to feel empowered in those spaces where we are feeling perhaps othered or feeling like, oh, not again. Really? (laughs) Another white male space or another space where I'm the only black person, let alone black woman, let alone woman, right? All of those things. We still deserve to be there. and We should feel empowered in those spaces because we have a right to be. Now, I do plan on doing more episodes talking about this, you know, talking about our experiences in the workplace, dealing with discrimination in general. But in this episode, we'll talk about how Black women, how we are at work, and how we continue to show up with audacity to influence decisions in those spaces that tend to be, like I said, very white and very male, (laughs) and how we insert ourselves and our community in those conversations. I always say this, we have to insert ourselves into the machine in order to break it. We need to be in that room. That's what's going to change things. We've been doing it. We'll continue to do it. We'll continue to fight through and we'll continue to make change. So here's the thing. Like I said, let's not get it twisted. Many Black women are in leadership roles or are key decision makers in various organizations or companies or just in roles where we influence and impact change. But sometimes in those spaces, we are hyper aware, rightfully so, of the stereotypes or how we might be perceived by others, right? Personally, I've been in spaces where I was not only the only Black person, but I was the only woman. Now I show up and assert myself into those conversations, but when you step into those rooms, the immediate damn shit (laughs) hits you. Let's be honest. That thought is there, but at the end of the day, we still do what we need to do and use our voices to affect change. Research shows that in the C-suite, in those CEO offices, and those top leadership roles, there are not many women, if any, let alone women of color, let alone Black women, in those rooms. There have only been four Black women CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, y'all. Four. Ever. And overall, only 20 Black CEOs making up only, what, 1% of the CEOs of those Fortune 500 companies? That's nothing. I mean, it's something, right, because they're doing the damn thing and they're in these organizations and leading them. But in comparison to our white counterparts, there's no comparison. So it really just does remind you of who really is making those decisions or who's giving directives to the departments that make those decisions, But there are also plenty of organizations and companies that many of us work in where we can see this as well, no matter how big or how small. It definitely speaks to privilege and how decisions are being made without our input. So for the Black girl who is unsure of her place in that room, who is trying to get in that room, or who is doing the damn thing in those spaces, but experiencing uncertain moments, please know that we need you there. You still need to be in that room. The community needs your voice. The culture, the culture needs you in that room. 
But most importantly, you deserve to be there. You have every right to be there. You have shown, you have proven that you deserve to be in a decision-making role, that you deserve to use your voice to change outcomes, to influence decisions, no matter where you are in that organization, no matter what the ladder or hierarchy might look like. If you're there, you are deserving of using your voice. And I want you to feel empowered to do so. You, me, we, we're needed. Because when we're not, well, we know what the product is. We know how that turns out. You're left questioning and wondering, wow, who approved this? Who was okay with this going through, right? You can see the discrepancies. You can see the issues that come about when we aren't in those locations, unfortunately. Not to say we're not trying to be. We always are. We're always trying to influence decisions, and we do. But there are situations where when we're not able to be in that room, where the outcome is just hurtful, detrimental, all those things. But I do love that we are doing more and more. And not only that, we're also creating our own rooms and creating our own spaces and bringing more of us along with us. That's the beautiful thing is that we're always creating our own and we're always, always, always finding a way. It's so important for us to feel empowered when we're in marginalized spaces and to advocate for ourselves. We have the right to. So I do have some tips going forward for audacious Black girls in the workspace. To be audacious in those rooms and feel empowered, there's a couple of things I just want you to remember and a couple of things, you know, you can even try. So one, do some self-empowerment activities outside of the workspace, whether that's a hobby, trying something new and challenging, whatever it might be, do some self-empowerment activities to allow you to feel confident in knowing that you are fully capable of rising to the occasion. That way, when you're in those spaces, you're already harnessing the power within yourself. You already have it within you. You've shown and proved. But doing those activities outside of the workspace, ugh, it just makes you that much more stronger, that much more stronger and empowered. And I've mentioned this before on probably all of my platforms. So please keep a brag book. <laughs> keep a book where you brag about yourself. Now, whether that is a Google Doc or a Keep Note or a voice uh, message or whatever it might be, keep a brag book with your accomplishments, your awards, compliments, anything that you've received that's showing and proving how amazing you are then you can use that to empower yourself. You can use that when you're in those moments and you're feeling a little bit, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm not feeling so empowered right now. All right, check it. Go back to the brag book. Remember how much of a badass you are and how powerful you are. And then the beautiful thing is you can see your journey too. You can see that transition and you can see the growth. And then that will also allow you to see, you know what, I can do more. I've taken bigger risk, right? I've done more and more. So that means you can tackle whatever is in front of you. If it's been presented to you, that means you're up for the challenge. 
Also, when you're in spaces or situations at work where you feel like you're experiencing a form of discrimination or something just doesn't sit right with you, know that you have the right to address it. Take a moment to yourself, of course, but when you're feeling comfortable and if it's safe, put the onus on that person to help you understand what they meant by perhaps a certain statement, comment, or action. This is advocating for yourself. So for example, you can say something like, hey, you know what, in the meeting, you mentioned XYZ. Can you help me understand what that meant? Or, hey, you know what, you made this statement and it made me feel or think XYZ. Can you clarify your intent with that statement? This not only makes them reflect, but allows you to feel empowered because you're bringing it up. You're bringing up something that didn't sit right with you, and hopefully you're able to get an answer, or at least it makes them a bit more aware of what they say, right? That's advocating for yourself, but also know that you have the right to, you know, not engage or seek out answers if if that's what you want. That's okay, too. That's okay, too. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us are just trying to survive in these spaces and, you know, thinking about our mental health and self-care. That's priority. And lastly, build a community of Black women around you, whether that's at work or in whatever spaces that you are. That way you have Black women to go to for support, who understand you, who understand what you're going through, who can provide you advice, just a shoulder to cry on, whatever it might be. We all need community. We all need community. They can also give you that little kick when you need that little kick. Maybe when you're feeling that moment of doubt or not feeling so empowered, they can give you that little, you got this girl, you know, that little look we give each other like, hey, go ahead. You got this. Building community with each other is so helpful and so important, I think, when we're in these workspaces and we want to continue to be audacious, build a community around you. That's what's going to help lift you up and allow you to continue to feel empowered. So at the end of the day, I just hope you do what works best for you. And just let me know if there are other ways you're audacious at work and how you occupy those spaces and when you're in those rooms, what you do. I would love to hear from you. I do plan on doing more episodes like this and planning to host virtual spaces for those in the Audacious Black Girl tribe to build more community, to talk about what we experience in workspaces and offer tips to help us continue to rise. So join the tribe. The link is in the show notes. But until next time, peace. I would love to know your thoughts on today's episode. You can reach me on Instagram at Audacious Black Girl. Shoot me a DM. You can also find me on my website at www.audaciousblackgirl.com. All this information will be in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Please subscribe so you can get all the updates for the podcast. And join my Audacious Black Girl tribe for weekly self-care support and tips. Peace.